Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Model Student. I'm your host, Alexandra Rain. Happy Black History Month. This month, each episode will be focused on a Black pioneer in fashion. Last week, we talked about Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley, who was the seamstress for the First Lady, Mary Lincoln. And today, we're talking about Jay Jackson. So, Jay, <laughs> Jay, Jason Jackson, love a proper alliteration, good tongue twister. Um, Jackson was born on August 30th in 1941, so quite <laughs> a few decades later from Elizabeth. Um, anyways, he was born in 1941 in Queens, New York. His birth name is actually Eugene, which reminded me of Flynn Rider from Tangled. Um, but that was actually not, nobody ever called him Eugene. His mother worked as a housekeeper and his father worked as a truck driver. Jackson was the youngest of four siblings. One of his sisters noted he was a little different than the rest of us and that he'd talk back and voice his opinion. Um, it's not noted exactly at what age, but sometime during his teenage years, Jackson moved in with another family during high school. And it was then that he learned how to make clothing. There isn't much more known about his adolescence. What follows is a 40-year career that broke barriers and was a fashion design brilliance and a legacy that remains. So before becoming the trailblazer we know him as today, Jackson earned a bachelor's degree in the 1960s from Hunter's College in Manhattan. With the intent of becoming a lawyer, Jackson was a student at NYU's law school. So allegedly, the story goes that Jackson's girlfriend during that time needed a favor tailoring a dress she was going to wear out. But another account states that his girlfriend at the time was a seamstress and introduced him to the fashion industry. So whatever the story is, the truth remains that his girlfriend is credited for being the influence in Jackson's journey to fashion. Um, whatever the reason, whatever the story was, the bottom line is Jackson realized he was more interested in clothing than the Constitution. So he enrolled in a costume design course at the most esteemed fashion university, Fashion Institute of Technology, aka FIT, which is also in Manhattan. In the um, transition between NYU to FIT, Jackson worked as a bank teller, saving money so he could enroll full-time. So Jackson, proud to say, was an early genius. He was an avid fashion magazine reader and well-versed in Manhattan's high-end designer stores. During his FIT days, Jackson became friends with Stephen Burroughs, another designer. Burrow noted, Jackson knew more about fashion than almost anyone I knew at the time. Which, again, I feel like I've emphasized this so much of like, fashion isn't silly. Fashion is so much more than like vanity and any of that. But to like, I, I don't know. I think being able to have the niche knowledge in fashion is so impressive to me. And anyways, I just find it so cool. Obviously, that's why I have this podcast. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um... So during this time, Jackson dated his first boyfriend, Kenneth Battelle. Kenneth was a hairdresser who chose to go by his first name only. Um, Kenneth had an affluent clientele, which soon became Jackson's early customers. So by 1966, Jackson was an FIT graduate. His aesthetic was focused on clean pieces. Movement was at the core of the designs. Flowing trousers, easy jackets, dresses and skirts that moved well. The New York Times says Jackson's designs were consistent fluid pieces designed with a drape of each gar 
garments fabric in mind. Jackson was compared to chamomile. Chamomile? Chameleon. Not chamomile. I've been drinking a lot of chamomile tea lately. So pardon that. Chameleon, not chamomile. He was compared to a chameleon. Okay, there we go. Um, Meaning he was able to design for any brand with astounding adaptability. His designs were effortlessly translated for different labels and independent customers. Thelma Houston, a singer in Jay's Friends, stated, Jackson had the ability and the creativity, and along with that sense of refinement and elegance to work on any level that you wanted him to. So by this point, um, his designs were selling at stores like Henry Bindel and Bonwit Teller in New York. But as a promising and dapper young designer, Jackson was eager to get to Paris. So in due time, by the late 1960s, he was able to go. He worked throughout the early 70s and respected Paris Parisian fashion houses like Yves Saint Laurent and Jean-Jacques Chevert and Christian Dior. I just want to say, <laughs> leading up to reading that, I <laughs> this is so embarrassing to admit, but I'm like, I don't want to sound like Emily from Emily in Paris. Like that was the only thing I had going in my mind leading up to that. Anyways, regardless, um, in these houses, Jackson created both ready-to-wear and couture. By the mid-70s, Jackson returned to New York City. In this period, he was quite the girl boss because he worked for other companies such as Pierre Cordon and his own brand. So his own brand, aka his own company, obviously, um, centralized around elevated sportswear. So his aesthetic was again consistent with um, all that we know before, clean pieces, but the priority was for movement. Yet it was still polished, pleated, and proper. Um, a 1979 New York Times review of a group fashion show referenced Jackson as on the first rungs of success. So even though he's worked for all of these, you know, like well-esteemed Paris fashion houses and has done a bit of, you know, work in New York and has his own brand, his name still wasn't widely known. Um, so by the mid-80s, Jackson went cross-country to Los Angeles, the city of stars. Um, and the move was because his friend, Lester Wilson, who was also a choreographer, encouraged him to do so. So in LA, he designed costumes. His costumes were everywhere from TV shows like Ally McBeal and American Dreams to movies, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was as recent as 2005 to dancers performing to Motown Records, to the 1984 Grammy Awards. Um, If he has a chance, look it up, because in the 1984 Grammys, Jackson designed a menswear-inspired suit, which was crisp and double-breasted for Annie Lennox. Long story short, he was brilliant. So in 2006, this was right after he had done um, some of the costumes for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and his career was on an incline, he passed away on July 19th, 2006. I hope that timeline was clear. Um, 2006, he passed away July 19th because he had prostate cancer and there were some complications with his treatment. I feel like I sped through that all rather quickly. Um, I hope you kept up, but I what I want the takeaway here to be as we continue to talk about um, you know, black designers and black artists 
is with Jackson specifically, I hope we can continue to remember his name and celebrate his lifetime full of excellence. Beyond Jackson, I hope we can acknowledge the impact that black artists have had on American culture and also honestly like global like culture everywhere um I feel like so many artists of the past black artists specifically get lost but you know it's a domino effect from the the trends in the 80s to what we have now and as we have seen trends often recycle like the 90s I feel like are kind of timeless in a certain way and I don't know. Black artists and black fashion designers are important. That's the bottom line. So this was a quick episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be back with a new episode. But in the meantime, if you want to keep learning more, follow along with Lost History, which will be linked down below. And I feel like I've, (laughs) I feel like I'm always just, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm always talking about Lost History. If you don't know, Lost History is um, a project that I'm the director of, which is the like mission statement is making marginalized history more mainstream. Um, So yeah, everything for Lost History will be linked in the show down below and interviews too will be coming back in March. So if you enjoy more of the like conversation based episodes, stick around because those will be coming back. Anyways, final thing Um, As a reminder, the theme for this year's Black History Month is health and wellness. So this is a gentle reminder to take care of yourself. I love you and I'll see you next week. Thanks for being here.